get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's time for Curbside. He shoots, they score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score! Bring out the Zamboni! Refreshed by Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com. Driving, we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and have Blues Radio play-by-play host Chris Kerber joining us. Curbs, how are you doing this morning? Carrie, I'm doing good. How are you today? I am wonderful. Curbs, Michelle Smallman is in this week. Randy Carricker is out, so uh, say hello to Michelle as well. Welcome home, Michelle. How are you? <laughs> Thank you, Curbs. It's so great to talk to you. I miss you. How's everything in New York? It is good. It is good. But I'm excited to talk some blues hockey. I, I, no one here wants to talk about the blues curve. So I'm so thrilled to get to get on not only in St. Louis, but to get on with you and talk about the blues, even though it's probably not going to be that positive of a conversation. Well, you know what? I Look, I uh, like what the guys are saying after the last game, both Pareko and Vladimir Tarasenko. But, you know, when you're you talk about a little early season adversity and this is a good time as the Blues had played fewer games than anybody. Everybody in the Central Division has played nine games, except the Blues and Arizona. And Arizona's played one more than the Blues. The Blues, of course, have only played seven. Right now, you figure out some adversity. You're going to have to figure out the, the kind of style of play you want. And I, and I think there's a great parallel to tonight's opponent with the L.A. Kings because it was a few days ago that, that uh, their head coach, Todd McClellan, came out and said, you would think after all the struggles we've had that this team would realize that they just can't play run-and-gun hockey, that there is a right way to play the game, and it's up to them to figure it out. Well, Craig Berube was pretty much saying that same thing after that last game. He said, look, they know the formula to win. They're just, they just know they're going to have to play a different style of hockey. So I don't mind a little early season adversity here. And if, if you're going to do it, now's the time to – to, to really get it figured out before it gets too bad and you drift too far back. Well, let's carry that forward then, Curbs. What sort of response do you expect from the Blues? What do you expect to see out of their game versus the Kings? I don't – it's always an interesting question because the challenge is, is when you're struggling, you know guys care. You know athletes care for the most part. I mean, you know you got a bad organization if guys just don't give a darn. But that, that's not the case here. And the reason that that's important is you know they're going to come out and guys are going to try. The question is, is are they going to try within the framework of a team game or are they going to try individually to do it all themselves? And you know individually doing it all yourself just doesn't work. Uh, so doing it within the team game, Greg Ruby talking a lot about that three-quarter ice game. It doesn't do any good to get the puck up the ice, dump it in, and have all five guys change change, and then next thing you know, the next five are coming on having to defend a rush coming at them. Get some, Tom, Robert Thomas did this terrifically a couple times in the last game. He went in on the four check, he held the puck in, and the Blues were able to get some other support, and they extended the offensive zone time. It's not rocket science. It's pretty simple hockey. But are enough guys doing it? Are you, are you going from one shift to the next and leaving your next line in a better position? And to me, I, I expect them to come out with a little flair. Look, Aside from Braden Shen, 
you know, and, and maybe Robert Bortuzzo. I, I don't know that anybody else comes out and kind of fires you up by dropping the gloves or doing something like that, sparking it that way. This team just isn't built like that. This team is just going to have to play some real simple, smart hockey. And when they do and go north-south, they can be really doggone hard to play against. Curbs, is that is that as simple as it is? Just just playing team hockey and and not doing the the things that have gotten you in bad places because it feels like, uh, especially against the Predators, at times it feels like the Predators were quicker to the puck. It felt like they were the more physical team, um, and it feels like at times you know you don't want to get bullied, but it felt like at times they were getting bullied on the boards uh, by the Preds. Is that just a is that just a, a philosophy that they just need to work together as a team and work harder, or is there something extra that that they're missing that they're not doing uh, that is causing these losses? Well, I, I, th- I think it's a mental thing, to be honest with you. I, I don't think the Predators are a faster team than the St. Louis Blues. They are a more physical team, but that physicality comes comes in attitude. You know, Tyler Pitlick can hit, Braden Shen can hit, Alexi Torovchenko can hit. You know, it's not so much the game of Thomas or Brandon South. Logan Brown's got to use his size. You know, Nathan Walker can hit, Bortuzzo hits, Krug hits, Barbashev is an absolute bomb out there at times. Achari is physical. You know, you, you, Justin, Nico Mikola. I mean, you, you, that, that's a lot of guys that can hit, right? I mean, so the, are, are they doing it? And the question is, is are you doing it, though, in, in the right spots? And are you, are you playing the puck in the right areas? Are you putting the puck where, you know, your teammates can get there? Or are you doing things where you're just chasing the game? In each of the last two games, the Blues have had two separate one-goal leads. They led one nothing. They led 2-1 to one in Nashville. They led one nothing. They led two to one against Montreal, and then things got away from both of them. So I think what has happened, Kerry, is this team sometimes has gone out, and they have enough. One okay, first off, I think there's a little carryover from last season where I think you know, it, it, it's I think it's a bit of a subconscious thing, but it's like okay, we can wheel this puck around. We're going to score four goals a game, and we're, and we're going to be okay. All right, we know that's not the case. So there, there's an early season wake up call on playing the game the right way. The second thing, though, and and this is a carryover of the last few years for whatever reason, uh, if the Blues score early on a couple of goals, they seem to think that that game's just going to kind of go their way and then they stop that kind of north-south game and start to go east-west and and end up getting themselves in trouble. I mean, they've lost a two-goal lead now in three uh, of the games this year. That's that's not a good thing. Uh, Now, ironically, they've won two of those three games. That's a good thing, but you don't want to, that's not a recipe for doing it well. So, um, yeah, I think, I think honestly, just mental attitude of coming out and playing a team game and leaving the next guy in a better spot than when you got on the ice is the way to go. Curbs, we've talked a lot this season about Jordan Cairo, and he scored twice on Saturday. He broke a four game scoreless streak. What more do you need to see out of him moving forward? You know, Jordan Cairo's game to me was a real interesting one, and I, I didn't get a chance at practice yesterday to, to check in with Craig Berube or, you know, or Jordan on this one. But like, you like the fact that he scored a couple of goals, but there were also a lot of turnovers in that game, and, and maybe not not turnovers the way you would chart them on the off ice side, but there were times where in the offensive zone it looked as if he had the chance to hold on to the puck more. And, and had to eat it and understand the pressure he was under versus trying to make a play around a guy's skate and the puck going the other way. So there was a, a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde aspect to his game. You're thrilled that he got the two goals, uh, you know, but there is a lot more that it takes on the winning side of it. And especially if you're playing on a line, in this case with Braden Shen and Ryan O'Reilly, as he did in that game, 
he, he, there was a play behind the net. He turned and he faced the goal, which is which is good. But you could just see the pressure. All of a sudden, the Canadians had two or three guys on him. There's no way you're coming out of that thing with the puck. Now, you might occasionally, but you're odd. That, that's not high odds hockey, right? That's not high percentage hockey. And he tried to hit a skate. It came loose. It was an easy turnover. A guy basically just pinned him on the, the boards with one hand, which is not enough fight. And uh, and they were coming back the other way. Well, that all of a sudden sends your two big four checkers and O'Reilly and Shen chasing the puck again back the other way. So, um, one, you hope he's feeling great because a couple goals went in. That's a huge boost for a skilled player. Amazing when it comes to the feeling getting back to the ring. So that's a positive. But Craig Berube mentioned the other day, about that 200-foot game, and if you're going to get, what, he had 19 minutes and 12 seconds or something like that, if you're getting 19 to 20 to 21 minutes a game as a forward in this league, you have got to be able to hold on to that puck a little bit more and help your teammates out. Hey, Curbs, the, the Canadians only had 25 shots on goal but scored seven goals. What what do they need to do, speaking of the Blues, uh, to prevent those goals just from happening? Is it is it simply the goal ten, goalie, goaltending, or is it is it all of them uh, included and make sure that they are they are stopping pucks and not getting all those shots to go in? No, I'm not hanging. Listen, I, I honestly – I think there's one game where the goaltending I don't think was, was all that great, and that was actually the Nashville game. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, there were just crazy things like the wraparound goal by Zach Sanford. Grice gets to the post. He's He's got the blocker down, and the puck goes off the stick of Tory Krug over the blocker and in the net. I mean, those are sometimes those, those are just bad bounces. I I don't point at Jordan Bennington in that, in that last game at all. I'm sure he might point at himself in some ways. You know, but unfortunately, six goals on, on that few shots increased your goals against average from 1.74 to a 2.6 and dropped your save percentage from a 9.36 to a 9.03. I think our goaltending has been fantastic. To me, it was it's it's defending the house. And, and the, the house, the, Craig Berube likes to call it, if you go from the posts and draw a, an angled line to the face-off dot and then straight back towards the blue line to the top of the circle and then connect the top of the circles, kind of like makes the shape of a home plate. He calls that the house. Defend that area. If you look at the number of goals that have been scored lately on the Blues, a lot of them have come from that area. And teams have been able to get second opportunities. They were not getting second opportunities in the first three games of the year when the Blues never trailed and won all three games. They're getting second and third opportunities at pucks now. That makes it extremely difficult on your goaltending, and the Blues need to do a better job of defending that area. That's Chris Kerber. You can catch him tonight at 7 p.m. on 101 ESPN. The pregame show starts at 6 p.m. with Alex Ferrario and Joey Vitale. Uh, Curbs, good luck tonight, and we will be listening and look forward to – I forgot to bring up your Giants, and they took a tough loss this weekend. I, I know I didn't want to bring it up, but I, I kind of had to sneak hey. it in right before we get you out of here. Listen, you can't win them all, Kenny. You got, you got to, you know, you you you, you got to give the coach some ability to tell you what you did wrong. That's Indeed, I look at it. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, have a great week. All right, Curves, good luck tonight. Okay.